Hello, hockey world. It is Kerry Goulet, better known as the Gooch, brought to you by the Hockey News. I'm with my good buddy, Paul Rosen. Rosie, how you doing today, bud? Doing great, Gooch. Doing great. And remember, it's uh, brought to you also by our great friends at uh, Christian Hockey. You got it. Listen, Friday the 17th is a great day uh, to talk about ice hockey. I am actually on location at the Athabasca Aspen View School. I don't even know where it is. It's somewhere in Alberta. I've been brought on this road trip, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that uh, in a few seconds. But, Paul, how are you making out in Toronto? It's only minus 39 right now in Alberta. Well, you know what? I'm glad it's you and not me. It's a beautiful, nice, not sunny, but a nice day here in uh, in Toronto. I'm going to talk a little bit before we get into uh, some of the rents and obviously the bottom line. I want to talk about this very important tour that I'm on. It's all about the Garner Boomerangs. The Australian ice hockey has brought together a team with the Ice Factor. It's actually called Down Under Meets the Great White North. And we're really excited that hockey unites. And I'm with the Australian indigenous ice hockey team that's here in Alberta for the first time ever. It's almost like the uh, or the Kenya team that we saw a couple of years ago uh, with the NHL. So cool runnings. These kids got off the plane. They left Adelaide at plus 40, and you've been there. You know what it's all about. Plus 40, arrive at the Edmonton airport, get off a flight after 17 hours, and they got to, view, to witness minus 35. That's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I've i been at both ends. I've been in the, the minus uh, 30, 35 in the yellow knife. That was pretty cool. And I've also been in the beautiful uh, plus 40 of Australia. Well, you know what's really cool about this whole trip is we're actually in an office at the Aspen View School uh, putting this on for, for all our great viewers. I know that uh, last week was our for show, Paul, congratulations. Got a lot of good comments. The one really good comment we got is about the Rosie rant. So that's really exciting because I'm looking forward to the one that we're going to be talking about. But now that we've got uh, one of the uh, one of the captains of the uh, the Indigenous ranks, why don't we turn to Michael Burgoyne, uh, 22 years old, the captain of the uh, Boomerangs. Michael, thanks for joining us. Okay, glad to be here. <laughs> well, you know, it's been kind of hectic. Hey, we were at Tim Hortons. We were uh, over at the Canadian Tower. We're trying to find internet in the middle of nowhere. What do you think about you're in Edmonton, you arrive at the airport, you get off uh, the plane, walk into the terminal, there's a camera there waiting for you, and then they take you outside and you feel cold. I uh, certainly a big... Other difference, you know, we come from plus 40 degrees over and come to Edmonton, Canada, Alberta, and we walked outside and I didn't think six degrees was that big of a drop, but it <laughs> certainly stunned me. My nose went frozen. I don't think I could breathe at the time. <laughs> and now, you know what, we're going up to uh, Calling Lake for a, a very interesting uh, cultural exchange, and that's what this is all about. It's not just about ice hockey. It's also about the cultural exchange. Uh, but we've done some pretty cool things. Uh, you know, we went to United Cycle, got a bunch of gimmies and goodies from them. And also what was really cool about that day, we held a press conference where you were able to talk about the Garden Boomerangs. So tell us a little bit about what the Boomerangs are all about. Uh, the Boomerangs started about three years ago from my younger brother and another player on our team, Jaden O'Neill. Um, they just took the 
in their head that they wanted to start their own business ice um, president slash founder of the Ice Factor. She jumped right on board and three years later we're sitting here now in the Aspen Youth Schools and um, heading out to Cooling Lake to do some hockey and play some hockey. Yeah, and we're only going to meet uh, minus 42 weather, so it's balmy. Listen, some of the other great things that we had to do, obviously, uh, a good friend of Pat Garland, thank you very much for getting us not only an hour's ice, Paul, uh, where Connor McDavid plays at the Roger place, but also got to the dressing room. How cool is that, Paul? Yeah, you know what? I've had the opportunity to meet the great one, uh, Wayne Gretzky, and uh, do a few things with the Oilers back in the day. But how? Uh, what was that experience for you and the gang when when you actually got a chance to see the dressing room, the the old school dressing room, and the new one? Um, definitely something else. You know, we've walked in. There's a big Oilers sign on the roof. That was fantastic to look at. Um, seeing where all the players sit, seeing David's. I think a few players sat down there, but the main one I went to was Ethan Bear. That's right. I'm a business player in the NHL right now. He's a great player. I've watched him a few times. It was very exciting for the whole team. And just to be on the ice there as well, it was very surreal, you know, looking around at the atmosphere that could be there. If there was a whole crowd, it was just something something else. Well, I'll tell you what, we, uh, we're blessed to have you with us. Again, it's Michael Boycoin, uh, 22 years old and the captain of the team. And we actually had a chance yesterday uh, to go out and, uh, or it's a couple of days ago, we were outdoors at the Otwall Community Center uh, where you guys got to do some shoveling of the snow because, Paul, we wanted to give them the real experience about being a Canadian ice hockey player and what that's all about is we play outdoors regardless if it's plus 15, minus 39, which it was minus 39, and the young lads and girls got a chance to actually shovel the rink before they got out there. What are your thoughts on that? Nothing better than that. And did you get a chance to uh, find some pucks when you find, when you play outside, uh, Michael? You shoot the puck wide and you have to go into the snow and climb into the snow to find the pucks. How many pucks did you find? Well, you know, lucky there, Paul, we actually had boards. Uh, to stop the pucks, but I'll tell you what, when they started shoveling the snow, I got a chance to talk to a little guy about it. And um, tell us about that. Obviously, you've never seen snow. Uh, you've never traveled that long. And all of a sudden, here you show up to Edmonton, Alberta, and we got you out shoveling the snow before you actually can go on the ice. How did that feel? It was a lot of hard work trying to just shovel it around, push it around. Um, never had to shovel snow off the ice before. So it was like, me, I'm feeling to get a hold of something I'll, I'll remember. I'm, I'm sure my arms and legs will. <laughs> what was easier, playing hockey or shoveling the snow? Playing hockey is definitely a lot easier. All right, so we were outdoors. Uh, we had a great experience. Paul, you've done that before as a kid. I know, uh, you know, I practiced. Actually, when I started hockey, for the first five years, we didn't have indoor rinks in Winnipeg. I played at the Wanakwa Community Club. I can remember those 7 o'clock in the morning practice with my dad rubbing my feet and sitting in an oil uh, uh, laddened uh, shack where they were cleaning up uh, obviously the cold so uh, what a what a what a responsibility for my parents and that's what we were doing for you yeah hot chocolate was great uh, hot chocolate was great as soon as you jumped off the ice and then warm the hands up warm the body up so 
So we had a lot of big things that went on there. So uh, you know what? Uh, we can't thank enough, Michael, for what you're doing. Uh, you had your first game yesterday uh, against the uh, Washington. That's it. That's exactly there. Hawks, and you came out with a big win. Not expecting to win, but just have fun with everyone and to actually have a win against some older guys, some very knowledgeable guys. It certainly made us work for us. 8 7 and uh, shootout, Paul. You would have been really proud of them. Well, Michael, thank you so much for joining us. It's been great. We've got lots more to do, and I'm excited to uh, present that to our audience. All right, Paul, let's uh, change uh, uh, scope on the ho hockey world today. Um, I'm going to tell you next week, uh, I just got off the phone with Keith Primo. We're going to be talking to Keith about uh, being a two-time All-Star, because obviously we're going to be at the All-Star game talking uh, uh, about the game itself. And then, of course, we're really, really excited about bringing Keith's son on, Caden uh, Primo. We promised that to our, our listeners and viewers, and that's going to be happening next week's show. So what do you think about having Keith, two-time All-Star, uh, live with us? I think it's going to be incredible. I think the uh, the listeners, the viewers, are going to get an opportunity to see somebody that actually played in the game. Two-time All-Star is an unbelievable honor. And then to have a son who's not only following in your footsteps, but he's a goaltender and he's being mentored by one of, if not questioned, but arguably the, the best Canadian goalie ever in Carey Price. So I, I really think you... Uh, Tune in for that one because you're going to learn a lot about this great game uh, as a Canadian and great game as as a as a U.S. player too. Now, obviously, because Caden playing for the U.S. team, uh, uh, also then playing with uh, with the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, you know what? Also had a chance to get some donations from Keith. Keith's going to give us a jersey along with Caden Primo because we're going to be taking those jerseys down to the Ice Hockey Classic uh, this June, but also just. Uh, found out last night that Greg Audie is organizing one of the all-time greatest Australian players uh, in Adelaide on February the 8th. They are going to be hosting a charity event for all the firefighters that are battling the unbelievable uh, fires in Australia. They've actually got me flying over and I'm going to be bringing those jerseys with us and we're going to host this incredible fundraiser to help with the battle of, of the fires in Australia. And we all know what's going on there. Not only people have lost lives, but we're losing incredible amount of animals. So that's something we can do as an ice hockey community. We mentioned that hockey unites, and so that's a, a great honor for all of us to be able to do that. All right, let's get into something a little bit different. Obviously, over the last couple of days, we've seen some pretty cool things go on in the NHL. One of them is uh, going to be about your rant. Tell us about that. Well, yeah, it's, uh, let's go right into it. Uh, Rosie's Rant, Volume 2. And you know what, Kerry? I am just fed up. I love old school hockey as good as the next guy. I, I love when guys get out there and aggravate and a little truculent, you know, like Brian Burke says. But uh, this kid, uh, Kachuk, you know, I loved his dad. 
And I just do not respect the way he plays, Kerry. He started out like an absolute whirlish derby last night, going crazy, hitting anything. And everybody knows that Cassian has been, uh, Zach Cassian, he's had his struggles coming up. But, you know, I've got a lot of, uh, a, a lot of um, time for Cassian, who went through his struggles, came back up. Now he's playing at an elite level. He's really helping the Oilers, as, you know, playing on a line with McDavid, doing everything he's asked to do. And then this kid who is nothing but a troublemaker. And he's got talent, Kachuk. Don't get me wrong. He's got talent. That's what makes me even madder is that he comes out here. We know he had his trouble with Dowdy doing some crazy stuff with him, uh, dirty cross-the-line border stuff with him. But then he takes Cassian out, and, and, and Cassian... He just protects himself and the game by going after him the way he went after him. And then Mr. Bettman and the guys who make these the, the, the suspensions and sit in the offices and that Perot and uh, um, I, I don't know. I just I've got no respect for this. A two game suspension for Cassian just sticking up for himself there when the weasel. And I'm telling you, man, Kachuk is a weasel. And, and the way his dad played, I would not be surprised if his dad sat him down and said, stop these weasel ways because somebody's going to get you, my brother. Somebody's going to get you. Oh, my God. Is that your rant? Yeah, that's it. Are you kidding me? No. Let's take a different look at this. I love Zach Cassian. I agree 100%. He's had his struggles. He's changed his life. He's changed the way he plays. He's given the opportunity for our youth to realize that you can have trials and tribulations and turn it around. No question. And I love the kid. There's not a bad word I can say. But what I am going to change is the fact that we, and you being in it, in the new ice hockey world that we're involved, there has to be a new code. So, yes, uh, Kachuk maybe had liberties with a couple of checks, but the way Cassian took him on, he could have stood up one-on-one, -on -one, face to face, instead of grabbing him, throwing him to the ice, not giving him a chance to uh, defend himself and start throwing punches. And you and I both know that in the game of hockey today, we have the ability to create concussions from open hands, punching ahead. So that's what I have. 100% I agree with you on that. But Cassian, if he would have stood up and they would have went toe-to-toe. -to -toe. He, he was like a little weasel. He went in there, did his weasel hit from behind, <laughs> off to the side, and then he ducks into his little turtle. And Cassian has done that, and pardon me, uh, Kachuk has done that continuously. He did it with, with Dowdy in, in uh, L.A. Everywhere he goes, he does that little, gets in there, weasels his way out, and then turtles. Come on, man, yeah, that's, that's not a man. I, I think if you watch the video, obviously you maybe need some glasses. If you watch the video again, the way it was a clean check, it was a clean body check. Cassian did get caught off guard. And then when he went back after Kachuk, Kachuk wasn't even ready for it. Had he said, listen, Kachuk medalist like men stood there and we're trying to teach our kids to play with respect. So both of them are offside. And to only get two games for what he did is a travesty in my eyes. We have to take this garbage out of the game and we have to make sure that we're penalizing the right people for what they're doing. And the body check was a legal check, and the way that does not show respect. And I love him, so don't get me wrong. Well, and I, I agree with you on the actual two games with this travesty. It should have been zero games. 
<laughs> All right, let's change a little bit because obviously I'm right and you're wrong. Uh, let's go to something that's really we'll, we'll dear the, to my we'll, heart. We'll let, we'll let the viewers uh, decide. The shoot we'll, up. we'll let the viewers decide that it's two nothing, Rosie. All right, no, it's one nothing. No, you I can't beat you last her. week. I beat you last week. It's two nothing. What show are you watching? <laughs> Come on. Well, obviously not the same one you're on. All right, let's go to this. Let's go to the uh, the shootout. A couple nights ago with our buddy Brad Marchand. Oh Same kind of player uh, as, as as Zach Cassian, except that he has a tremendous amount of talent. Um, and I think uh, he had a chance to tie up again the other night. Uh, and as he came up to pick up the puck, it almost looked like, what's that movie where uh, they uh, got off the top of my head? I forget it, but it was one of those movies where he did the old ran back, skated back, went after the puck, misses it, and then cost the Bruins a game. Have you seen anything like that before? Because I'll tell you what, what a great goal scorer. What a great goal scorer, no question. But even Pecky Rennie scored this week with uh, with a, a great shot from one end to the other. And Brad Marchand couldn't even do it in shootout. Yeah, you know what? That uh, I, I do like, uh, off the ice, I like Marchand. We had a, a, a chance in 208 when the sled team when the World Juniors won, we had a chance to uh, to spend uh, a little time with uh, with Marshawn and uh, and PK Subban and some of the Canadian boys in an establishment in Calgary, and it was an enjoyable evening. We'll leave it at that. But uh, yeah, you got a feel for the kid uh, missing the puck totally, being totally embarrassed. Not only that, but losing the potential of a second point. And the Bruins are slipping a little. And to lose that extra point to the Flyers, you know, we're, we're all joking about the fact that he missed the puck and it was embarrassing. That extra point could come back and bite them. So a kid that plays with the amount of intensity and, and, and truculence again that Marshawn plays with, he, uh, he's going to be thinking about that one for a long time. And kids, if you're out there, the first thing you do is forget about the people watching in the stands, is make contact with the puck, get it on your stick, and get to the the way that you're going to come in on the goaltender. And just think about that as opposed to thinking about what you're going to be doing before you do it. That's why he lost the puck, Gooch. All right. Well, obviously, uh, when you're a pro player and you've got all the opportunities to do it, you know, nerves come into play. And I'll tell you what, I love the uh, – you use the word – Truculence. I love the grittiness that Brad Marchand plays. Uh, obviously, that has shown uh, where the Boston Bruins are right now. They're not focused, and I think they need to get back that focus so they can continue on being one of the top teams in the NHL. I wanted to go. Let's go around the league a little bit here. Obviously, the Toronto Maple Leafs the other night got uh, thoroughly beaten by the Florida Panthers, an organization that has really changed the way they look and feel. But I want to go to the Toronto Maple Leafs for a few minutes sure. uh, and talk sure. about some of their injuries. And then the one that's just come up is the uh, Morgan Riley uh, situation. Obviously, that's a big deal. Um, what do you see in Toronto right now? Well, that's a big deal, especially when everybody is thinking so much on Anderson and keeping Anderson rested and everything. And then Anderson, before you knew it, it's 3 nothing, and 
you know, Hutchison comes in, and, and I've had an opportunity to train with Hutch. We both trained with the same goalie coach, Jamie McGuire, and Hutch is a good kid. He just He's in a situation where I don't think, with all due respect to Hutchison, I don't think he can get out of this one. I think he's so deep buried in, in not playing well that he goes in, and before you know it, he's let five in after Anderson let three in. Now you throw in the fact that Morgan Riley is out for eight weeks this team is in serious trouble right now, Gooch. I, I hate to do that to the Toronto Maple Leaf fans out there that are going nuts, but I think they're in serious trouble, and they better look at making a deal. You know, cap room is, is a crunch, crunch, crunch for them, but they're, uh, they're in trouble right now. All right, well, let's go. That's uh, perfectly fine when we talk to Toronto Maple Leafs, but just down the road in Montreal, you know, they had gone with an eight-game uh, losing streak the second time in the season and all of a sudden they've turned it around they've won a couple in a row and uh, they look like a team that can reckon to get back in the playoff race. Uh, obviously you talked a little bit about goaltending uh, with the Anderson situation and Hutchison what about the uh, Carey Price he looked off a little bit but the last couple games he's come back and uh, showed the real Carey Price Well everybody knows that Carey Price is arguably the best goalie in the NHL and the unfortunate thing, Gooch, is that people just don't get it, is you go through ebbs and flows, ups and downs. It's an 82-game schedule with tons of traveling. Then you have personal issues that come into play. Maybe you got a young kid at home that's crying and you didn't sleep enough. And people might be watching going, hey, shut up, Rosie. They're making a ton of money. And yeah, they're making a ton of money, but they're also human beings. Carey Place will get back on track. There's no doubt about it. Whether the Canadians as a team get back on track enough to make the playoffs, who knows. But I think we learned a lesson last year with the St. Louis Blues. You just have to make it in. At the new year, they were in last, in 31st place. Remember that. It wasn't that long ago. And then they came back, made the playoffs, and what happened? They hoisted the Stanley Cup. And once you hoist it, baby, you hoist it forever. Okay, so uh, why don't we go to Edmonton, then? Obviously, two of the best players in the National Hockey League right now with Connor McDavid and, of course, uh, Leon Dreisaitl, uh, wearing number 29. And, you know, uh, that's a great number uh, that uh, played a, a big role in my life. I actually had the chance to uh, play against his father, uh, Peter Dreisaitl, a really good Fine hockey player, about five foot nine, five foot ten, if I recall. Tough as nails, uh, not quite as talented as Leon, but you know those two have been playing together this season. They've taken them apart, and obviously up until the little blemish with Calgary, they've been playing some really good hockey again. Yeah, I, you know what? I I don't get it. I when the way they started. Um, and, and people say they're a two-player team. I think they have a lot of depth on that team. I think Nugent Hopkins is, tur is turning it around. I think they're getting solid goaltending now. Smith had a little bit of a, a glitch there. Neal's coming back on track. But you know what, Gooch? That's a team to me that if they get in the playoffs, all they have to do is get in. And if they get in and go on a roll, and I truly think that this Cassian situation is going to bring that team together in the dressing room. You know, and a lot of people don't understand what what happens in the dressing room, how critical that is to the psyche of a team. You know it, Gooch, from playing at an elite level. Yeah. 
And when yeah. that dressing room is together, and I think that that team there, when Cassian sits those two games, that team there is going to get bonded and bonded and bonded even tighter. And I'd hate to be the team that plays them in the first round of the playoffs if they make it. Because if they make it, they're going to go a long way. Mark that right now, right down. I said it. Hang on. Let me write that down. Write it down. Edmonton wins the Stanley Cup. I never said they win the Cup. Well, I'm not sure of that because I'm a Jets fan. They're going to go further than your Winnipeg Jets, I'll tell you that much. I'm going to save that for the next show because uh, obviously you know that the Jets are going through some rough times and they're going to straighten that uh, ship out. I wanted to go on to another team that uh, has really, really surprised me, the San Jose Sharks. You know, we've had the opportunity to have Brent Burns on our Ice Hockey Classic Tour in Australia. One of the greatest, funniest uh, best guys you can have in a dressing room. Um, San Jose Sharks are, are thinking right now, well, what's going on over there? Man, they're in big trouble. They're in big trouble in so many ways. Not only the fact that they, they put it out, they, they took the chance. You know, Doug Wilson, who's one of my favorite players growing up, uh, Ottawa 67's great uh, Chicago Blackhawk, one of the last guys to uh, have the long, beautiful hair flowing without the helmet on back in the day. You remember that when you were allowed to play with no helmet. Doug Wilson was one of the best, but Doug Wilson, I think, he put too many cookies in the cookie jar, and the cookie jar fell over and cracked open because they're in serious trouble. You know, with Carlson and the money they committed to him, the fact that they could end up giving the Ottawa Senators the first pick over all this year, Gooch, their cap yeah. situation, they, they're going to have to just get rid of guys, buy them out, do whatever it takes, and start all over again because I think... The dream well, of a Lucy, Stanley Cup in San Jose is over. I hate to say that. Well, losing Couture doesn't help them at all. But let's talk about Brent Burns and uh, and uh, Carlson for a second. Arguably the two best defensemen on paper. What's going on there? Because they they've got they should be killing it on the power play right at this particular moment. You know, there's got to be an injury still with, with Carlson. He went through a couple of bad injuries. I don't know if you rem remember when Matt Cook stepped on his foot and, uh, and cut his Achilles tendon. Right. You get a guy like that yeah. and, who is the biggest part of his game was his skating. And you just watch him. He just does not look right. And I think the fact that he doesn't look right makes it even tougher on Brett Burns, who is been forced to be the guy and we all know in hockey one guy can't be the guy it's just too much pressure and teams are just getting the lead on San Jose and San Jose's in trouble before the first period's over you look back at all those games they played in the last two three weeks they're down before they even get to the first intermission and that's serious trouble well I'm not going to count on Brett Burns I know he's going to turn the ship around and uh, the San Jose Sharks are going to make hopefully uh, uh a, an opportunity to get back into playoffs. Listen, uh, we're getting close to the end of the show. Really, really like uh, being in studio with you. This has been a little bit difficult trying to figure out where to get internet. We'll make sure that that doesn't happen again, Paul. But uh, as I go with the Gooch's bottom line, I want to talk about something completely different. I had a call last night with my good friend, Ivan Barrett. Uh, he's better known as Daniel Mew. So I want to say the bottom line is the all-time greatest hockey movie is... Slapshot. No As they're getting older and longer in the tooth, I just want to do a shout out because uh, you know what? This summer we're going to be doing a bunch of golf tournaments, raising money for some very good causes. We're going to be in Winnipeg, August 18th, Thunder Bay, August 20th, and I know Dave and Jeff uh, 
the part of the Hanson brothers are going to be a part of it. And Denny Lemieux has told me he wants to be at every golf tournament, even though he can't golf. But uh, watch for that coming, all in support of Stop Concussions and our new mental health uh, initiative uh, connected. Paul, I know we're running down of time. I just want to leave it with the opportunity of having Nathan Walker say hello to our players from Australia, the first boomerang team from Australia. Hey guys, welcome to North America. You guys are about to have an amazing experience. All the coaches that are gonna be working with you know a ton about hockey. And uh, when I was a kid, if I had a chance to do this, I would have jumped all over it. So you guys are extremely lucky. lucky. Um, take it all in, work hard, have fun. And uh, when I was a kid, just like you guys, um, you know, that's all I wanted to do. And now, uh, you know, I get the chance to play the greatest game on earth and uh, I have fun with it. So just work hard, have fun, and uh, we'll stay in touch. Another great show. Uh, Gooch, we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. It's going to be a great show. Brought to you by the great people at the Hockey News and the great people at Christian Hockey. Thanks so much. See you next week.